1: welcome to another episode of the blue crew of new york rangers podcast on the believe podcast network this is a very special episode because it is cody's 29th birthday
0: dude, the not 30, 30. Right? The it's 30 30?
1: well you're not really making that big of a deal out of it i thought 30 you'd be like a little bit more damn you're 30 dude
0: nah dude i'm, I'm young at heart um you know why though bro like <laughs> i don't i was my friends were asking me to i mean obviously talk about how you're feeling about it yeah i feel totally fine i think Mm -hmm. we're still kind of like kids and and you know like 40 is gonna hit me way harder than 30 i feel like when you hit 40 you're just like damn i'm at that point but 30 i don't know man i'm still feeling like i could fucking run through a brick wall if i need to
1: yeah i actually you know i we can talk about some personal stuff before we get into hockey stuff but i had like a not an epiphany or whatever, but last mm-hmm. night I, I cabbed home after like going out till, you know, I was out till like 2 a.m. last night. I went to uh rumpus room for a friend's Rumble birthday, drag, bro. No, no, I'm just, but I, but I like, That's you nice. know, I took a cab home and I was like, I wasn't like that drunk. And I was like, we is, hit this like is this even that much fun anymore? Like, I don't, Oh, you're I don't, getting like, to that point, dude. Oh, yeah. I don't know,
0: man. A month ago you were like, bro. I'm like, Oh, I, I think see. it's really hit
1: or miss though. Dude, I don't know.
0: Next month you're going to start brunching and then it's going to be all over for you. <laughs>
1: once i go to once i start going to brunch i'm really i'm really calling the quits
0: yeah but See, I, I don't know man yeah I like it's fun being
1: it. out with your friends and stuff like I, I was with two and three like three or four of my really good friends but mm-hmm. like at the end of the night it's just like all right like you know like was this really like anything special I don't dude know. the
0: thing for me is like no matter what i do even if i'm like at my high I'm Mm -hmm. still yawning at like ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, because I'm such an early bird. So like brunch is ideal for me because you go to brunch, you get hammered, and then you go out all day, and like by six o'clock, like you know the college vibes, you're like ready for bed. So it's so that for me is ideal. So like we hit brunch, you know, Mm we left like two thirty, whatever, went to uh, stumble in and stayed at stumble until like five thirty, and then just called it quits. And I like yeah came home and Watched giant game, Yeah. yeah. I tried to watch the giant game. That game was was tough to watch. Man, holy shit. Also, I feel
1: like you'd appreciate this. My so I was with like my roommate from college, George, and he looks at me. We were with his girlfriend also, and he's like, dude, can you can you please leave? Like, I just want to get the fuck out of here, but she wants to stay. But if you leave, it'll help me like get out of here. This is probably like 1 a.m. And I I look at him. I look at him. I'm like, well, now that I know you're dying to go, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait this out as long as I can. And I'm gonna try to have fun for like another 40 minutes just to see you be miserable. Like, because he was like at the point where he's like just, like, nodding his head, not really dancing, like, clearly wants to fuck out. Yeah. It, was, it was so funny just to mess with him. That's like great.
0: Yeah, that's always, I mean, that's great. Um, you're a schmuck. You'll, you'll get to the point, dude, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I was still, I, like, I still go out, but yeah. it, it's just not the same. Like, I feel like once you hit, like, I don't know, 28, your night, your, your going out starts consisting of, like, going to dinner, getting hammered at dinner, and then just, like, grabbing a drink after and then going home. Like, you know, that sounds good.
1: nice. Yeah. Like that sounds Dude, it's amazing. great.
0: It's great. And then, and then brunch, like, you know, you get drunk at to brunch too. And then that's when you go out if you want to go to like day bars and shit, but yeah. Um, yeah, I can't do like the, so funny enough. Um, you know, my friend who, you know, as well, Kyle Axman mm-hmm. hit me up and wanted to go to Griffin. Who's like my favorite house. Yep. I was telling you my favorite house music artist. Uh, he's awesome on Friday and he was like, "I have an extra ticket, like VIP, like all this stuff, whatever." So I'm like, "Okay, that sounds pretty fucking good. Yeah, I'll, I'll come. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever." He's like, "Wait, wait, wait. Here's the kicker. He doesn't go on till one And I was like, <laughs> "I'm out." I was like, yeah. so "He's like, he's like, it'll be like one thirty to three. You know, we'll be home in bed by like three 30. I'm like, "Yeah, that that's a no for me. Like, if it was mm-hmm. like eleven, I'd go, but dude, one thirty's tough, man. Yeah, that's Think tough. about your friend. Your friend would have been miserable.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's tough. Um, but I guess yeah, enough of the therapy session. Uh." <laughs> But happy birthday, and I'm sure, you know, Thank people you. will wish you a happy birthday that are listening. Uh, as far as, like, Ranger stuff goes, I thought the Rangers did a really cool thing on Saturday. They had an open practice. There was mm-hmm. a really good amount of people there. I thought it was, Who'd like, with? I went with George, the guy I was just talking about, and my friend from Junior, Ben. Yeah. I played hockey with both of them. Ben I played with in Texas. George I played with at UMass. And it was cool. Like, you know, we didn't pay anything for tickets. We The garden was, like, fully open. Concess- concessions were open like Stefan Mateau, Ron Greshner, a bunch of former Rangers were like in the concourse the signing autographs. The yeah. They're, they're and I think, I think there. Foxy signed autographs after I didn't stick around after, nice. Um, but he told me he was, but it was cool. Like there was probably like 8,000 people there just to watch the Rangers practice. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, a crazy practice, but they like threw t-shirts after and the players, um, you know, got to like interact with the fans. It was definitely a cool thing and it was cool to see the mm-hmm. turnout, but yeah, I mean, I wish the Rangers could do more stuff like that just to have, you know, fans involved. I know that other organizations do like season ticket holder kind of events where they open up the guard or open up the arena and fans can like tour the locker room. So just like kind of stuff like that would be, would be really cool.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's um, yeah. I mean, that's pretty sweet. Like I wish I could have gone. Obviously I had, uh, yeah. you know, other things to do, but um yeah no it's really cool that that a team does that especially obviously the rangers at the garden i mean i feel like it's such a especially as a little kid i mean you must love yeah not you personally even though you are a little kid but like (laughs) i said if i was a
1: little kid i would have been eating this shit up
0: yeah yeah for sure and and also speaking of foxy dude like if you want to you know text him and get him to like throw me some signed merch or something for my birthday that'd be dope um uh, (laughs) but you know anyway no (laughs) get him to send me a cameo you know what i mean like look alike. um no but uh but, um, yeah, going on to some Rangers talk, man. There wasn't that much happening this past week. Obviously, they played the Bruins. Yes, I said the <laughs> Bruins were frauds. Uh, yes, I got a lot of shit for it. But you know what? Listen, I never said they're not a good team. They're a very good team, and I, I, I still think they're a very good team. I just don't think they're they're going to be that team in the playoffs. That's all, that's all I'm saying. I don't we think they're going to be it's that okay. team in the playoffs. Um, that being said – yeah they, they fucking outplayed us in, in every aspect of the game. I don't I think other than the last three minutes of the game where we were like firing on all cylinders and mm-hmm. you know really, really sticking it to them, I, I, I thought we got outplayed the entire game. Um, that being said, I know I maybe like two weeks ago, I said we can't keep doing this, but this is the exact game where you just burn the tape and move on. Um,
1: yeah, yeah but, but that's a measuring stick though of like where the Rangers need to get to
0: and that's what i said to you man that's exactly what i said to you like that game showed the rangers are a really good team but they're not the team right now and they're not probably not even a top you know four or five team they're probably in that like six to ten range um you know and and i think to get into that top team i mean listen they need to score we know that but like they also need other things to start clicking for them because if you look at a team like the Bruins, I mean, dude, they're having like random guys like be some form of contributors, right? Obviously, pasta, and I mentioned this, like an all marker going off. Um, and, you know, they got the usual suspects like who are really good, like Marchand and, you know, Bergeron and stuff. But I mean, dude, like, Dabrowski going off. I mean, he has like 16 goals or something. I, I I mean, obviously Lindholm is great, but they have all these random guys like Charlie Coyle has over 10 goals and, and yeah. Frederick has over 10 goals. So, you know, we need guys on our side, like the, the Kacos and the Crabsaws and the Lafreniere's and, and all these kids that we invested so much time and effort in, like we need them to start really holding their weight in that regard. and, it's not me saying that the kids can't, you know, still come into their own, whatever. That's fine. I just think they like, it's time, right? It's time. They need to start producing because if they don't like whether we get a score or not, like that's not going to fix all of our problems, right? We need some of these kids and some of these top nine guys to start putting up points, right? We can't just have an assist every four games and be like, Oh, this person's
1: back. You know what I mean? But this is also what we talked about this summer when I said like, this is going to be a year of regression because you can't just throw kids into this, you know, position and expect them to succeed right away. Like these things take so much time. Like but it's, it's not, been
0: time, man. It's been time. No, it man. hasn't, it, it, dude. dude they, they, this is Kako's fourth year in the league, bro.
1: Yeah, but he hasn't been getting like all that opportunity really until this year.
0: I mean, uh, he I, hasn't. I mean, dude, he come on. Last he year he was hurt years, a lot. Kaka also, four, three. I I get time, and you know, I get they're not at their peaks yet. They're probably not even close to it. Like I'm sure Hedo's probably getting somewhat close to his ceiling, but dude, I, I I mean, you know, we can't expect to give every single one of these kids five years. And the reason I say that is because we have fucking Dolan as our owner, and he's straight up said like, dude, this guy's not afraid to you know fire people. Like Gallant was on the hot seat supposedly earlier this season where people were like freaking out like he can make a move you never know like so dude they're expected to win and you know they're playing at the world's most famous arena and they're at the point where they're expected to win so you know we can't have it on both sides where we're like waiting for these kids to slowly progress but then also expect to be this top dog who who can take out anyone in the playoffs like it's one or the other so it's either you know, we're, we're, we're a good team. We're a young team and we're waiting for these kids to, you know, get into it and fine. All right. We'll be a playoff team and we're not going to get anywhere. Or we keep, we keep having these cup aspirations. We're going to go all in at the deadline and get a score, which we're probably going to do and get a top talent, but then we need to go for it all. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. I just think it's, it's crazy how different this season would have been had mm. the Penguins just beaten the Rangers in five last year.
0: Totally. Totally. You're not like, wrong. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all.
1: You know, like the, the whole vibe of the season, just I'm trying to I'm trying to think now with a different perspective, just what I'm going to say here. Like, mm-hmm. had the Rangers been performing the way they are right now, if they had lost to the Penguins in five, there would be way more positives than negatives, I feel like. But because of where they went last year. Yeah, The season as a whole feels way more negative than it does positive, which is, like, so fucked up because last year was really the first year after the rebuild where, like, you know, they should make the playoffs and, like, get somewhat of experience in the postseason. And then they have this magical run where they go to the conference final, and now they're expected to have success in the postseason. So it's just, like, yeah, it's weird kind of messed up mentality where, like, at the end of the day, like, sure, the core really of, of this team is Kreider, Mika, Panarin, you know, well, that's an now. issue in itself, right? Like, they're a little like, bit older, you know,
0: I, I think that's an issue in itself because like other than Foxy, who's been playing great, dude, Panarin and Mika haven't really been doing much of anything. And, and Crider's obviously been out. And, you know, those are the guys you look to, to come through for this team when some of the young guys aren't playing well. And it's like, you know, Panarin and, and Mika have been sitting around that 45 point mark for almost 10, like almost like, Eight, 10 games now. So, yeah. you know, it's it's really tough because the Rangers, I think, only have like seven goals in their last four games. Um and Igor's played well, man. Igor's been playing really well and he can't do it all. Fox can't do it all and and they need some offensive talent. Um, you know, obviously they're gonna bring in a scorer, but they got to figure stuff out because they're I, I still truly do believe they're a very good team. And, you know, I think they could be a great team if they get that score and if if their kids start to figure it out so
1: the rangers have 7 yeah. goals in their last 4 games yeah
0: yeah and, and a lot of it are you a just lot counting? of it... is that what you were just mouthing to yourself yeah, <laughs> yeah. i was uh, <laughs> i was looking at it
1: but also a lot of that has to do and we're going to get to dive into this also i think like we should go into fan questions now. yeah let's
0: let's go into fan questions um
1: so let's go to the first one which which is what i want to talk about is uh from you've been Bexed, are you worried about the power play yet and i feel like we can oh. talking about this a little bit more yeah we, like I, I am definitely worried about the power totally, play because totally. we've been talking about this for like over a month now. Teams have figured out that if you take away Mika's one-timer, the rest of the power play doesn't really yeah. know what to do. Like, Kreider yeah. last year was money in front of the net. That's not really happening this year. Yeah. And Panarin's obviously not a shoot-first guy. Fox, obviously not a shoot-first guy. They need to have more of a shoot-first mentality. But the Rangers' power play right now is, I think, 20th or 21st in the league they're at. Uh, I believe here. It's going to say on the bottom right now, 21.6%, but the NHL standard right now, like 21.6%, you know, probably would have been really good five years ago, but now all these teams are at like 25% and above. And this just isn't going to cut it. Like the Rangers are literally the bottom pack on the power play. After last year being Mm -hmm. like a top five power play team all
2: season long.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, man, you're not wrong and it's tough. I mean, it's, it's been tough to watch and I, I don't, I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, me, listen, Mika is one of the nicest one timers I've ever seen. So he, he's as money as it gets. But yeah, Kreider's not putting those things in the net. Lafreniere's gotten some PP one time. He's not doing shit. Okay. Everybody I think was- I saw
1: the power play. The first power play unit has scored once on their last like twenty five attempts.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it's not good. So I, I guess you know I don't want to take too much time on this question, but yeah, I'm 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 concerned. I am absolutely concerned on the power play. And if you look at the Rangers last year they were not a great team without their power play. Their no, power they... play drove them, you know, four out of five games. They were, they were getting power play goals. And, you know, if you're taking that away, like you're seeing, they're not scoring as much and they need to find a way around that. And, and I just hope Gallant can, can motivate them to, you know, figure that out. But
1: yeah, no, I think, listen, we talked about it last year in the playoffs too, right? Like what do you need to win the Stanley cup? You need good special teams and a good goal and a good goalie. Yeah. Um, And if the special teams isn't, doing well the rangers aren't going to go very far so hopefully they think hopefully they can figure that out um let's go into the next one from ice code brando why does Galant continue to suffocate our top six kids
0: um interesting word choices but you know he switches up the lineups a lot right we we've, we've yeah. consistently complained about that um also thank you johnny i'm i'm you know looking out to, to not say that being said today. Um, you said it like five times already. I haven't said it once, dude. Bro, yeah, I, Bro no. You no,
1: said no. it at least five times no, already. I didn't. No, I didn't. Oh, Wrong. my God. You're oblivious.
0: Wrong. Um. Okay, but anyways. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to count when I edit this. Okay, that's fine. How many times you said it?
0: That's fine. Um, <laughs> But anyways, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he, he keeps changing the lines, and, and it's – yeah, yeah. That's all I have to say. That
1: well, right now, this the second line as we are talking for tomorrow's game against the Panthers or tonight's game as you're listening is VZ Trocek Gaudreau. So it's Panera Mika and Kreider on the first line, VZ Trocek Gaudreau, second line, Kidline on the third line. And dumb, dumb. Listen, that I'll, line's I'll, not
0: scaring anyone, dude. That second line's not scaring anyone.
1: No, like, the, like those. Like Trocheck, yes, but VZ and Gadril are just not second line players. Like, I mean, VZ can be anywhere in the lineup, but like, is he a scary second yeah. liner? No. no,
0: no, he's not. All right, let's no. let's move on.
1: Well, now we can go into this too. Uh My Rocky ninety three thoughts on the kid line being reunited. Like, listen, the kid line, as far as I'm concerned, like they're the old reliable. Like, you know what to expect from them. They can get it done. Like, they bring a lot of momentum to the table, and I- I'm all for them being together at this point of the year. Like. Do we really care about, like, obviously we care about the development of, you know, Lafreniere, Hito Kako, but like where we are right now, like now they're in third place in the Metro. You want to get some momentum leading into this, you know, back end of the season. You want to feel good about your game going into the playoffs. So I feel like the kid line would be aligned together when it comes playoff time. So you may as well just let them, you know, figure it out together as we uh-huh. get to the end of the season here.
0: Yeah. I, I don't really have much more to add to that. I mean, I, you know, I like the kid line together for sure. I, I think their biggest issue and, it's finding that consistency, right? It's Johnny said they're good old reliable, which is true, but also it's about being reliable and producing points, and that's been an issue for them in the past. And I think if they could just figure ways to, you know, start scoring, start setting up plays, start putting it in the back of the net, cycle the puck and stuff, like they'll be okay. So
1: mm-hmm. let's go into the next one from Perry Kunavelis. This season, has Fox been the best overall defenseman? As far as in the league or on the team? I mean, I, mean, I, I don't team, think, team, yeah. Yeah, on the team, that's,
0: that's that's a lock, obviously. In the league, top three, like, in my, I, I mean, listen, I hate to say it, but there's no way Fox has been better this year than Eric Carlson. There's just no way. No. I mean, he's been, he might be the, the heart favorite. Um, The guy has, like, almost 70 points in. Carlson? Or, sorry, 65 62. points. Yes, yeah, yeah, 62. So, almost 60, he has 62 points in, like, 46, 47 games. I
1: mean, he's also on a dog shit team.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, you know, he's playing really well. Um, Obviously Fox is playing really, really well as he always does. And then you have a couple other guys. I, I would say he's for sure. Top three, obviously top first on the team, but
1: well, he's also been like the most consistent. I mean, I think yeah. other defensemen that have played really well, like Ross, Mr. Lien stands out. He's been incredible. We talked Morrissey's about it. Really I don't, I don't watch the jets play all that much. So I can't really speak to that. Deline. Um, Delene's been really good. I watched a lot of Buffalo. McCarr obviously has been great, but he's also had some, you know, iffy back and forth kind of stretches because Colorado had a lot of injuries and they weren't really good earlier in the year. And they're still not really even a playoff team right now. As we're talking, Quinn Hughes, another guy who's been playing really well this year, but it took him like 30 games to score a goal. Um, You know, so I think Foxy's definitely been the most consistent outside of Carlson and he should be getting more talks for the Norris. Like in my mind, it just, you know, he's not he's not such a flashy player, so it doesn't yeah. look as pretty. And that's probably why he's not being talked about as much.
0: Yeah, but he's he's our Norse. All right. Keep going mm-hmm.
1: uh, from Eric Weinberger five. What move do the Rangers have to make to get closer to the bees?
0: We uh, we it's <laughs> I literally asked this exact question um, during our interview with Nick. And and I'll kind of reflect that here.
1: We should tell people, too, that we have a great interview today with Nick Alberga. Great yes. guy. Good friend. Should have mentioned that earlier.
0: There's a couple guys who, who they need who could really, really help this team right now. Bo Horvat's obviously one. I know we're not particularly looking for a center, but I truly believe, and I said this to Johnny, I know it would be a mistake, but I truly believe Philip Hedel is going the other way if, it, if you're making that caliber type of move, strictly for cap space. So I don't think at this point you can look at position player. I think you just need a guy who scores goals. Um, you know, Bo Horvat's a really good choice. Um, Kuznanko's a really good choice another Vancouver guy. Um, additionally to that, obviously, Timo meyer has been talked about. You know, Tarasenko is my guy. I think one of those four players would really, really help this team. Um, yeah, and, uh, of course, Patrick Kane as well. So those would be, like, my five guys. I think getting any one of those guys would really, really help this team. And, uh, you know, it would get us closer. But But I think the answer lies internally. Like, we need some of these kids to – start producing a little bit more and, you know, finding that consistency and, and evening, evening us out a little bit. Cause we're, uh, you know, we're top heavy right now. So
1: also the thing that is so good about Boston too, I think is their decor is like so strong. I mean, yeah. not only are they solid defensively, but they have a lot of offensive talent too. Like McAvoy and Lindholm have been unbelievable this year. Connor yeah, has stepped up and played really well. Yeah. Mac Grislyk has been solid, you know, offensively also for Boston. Brandon Carlo is a shutdown D man. Like, this blue line is stacked. I'm, I'm blanking on who there's. St- Derek Forbert might be their sixth defenseman, but that blue line is so stacked. And then Omar. No Ben Harper.
0: So let's settle down.
1: Listen, like as far as skill goes, Fox and Miller are really the only I'm skill.
0: Taking, I'm taking our blue line over the over the Bruins blue. line. What? Lines. I'm taking our blue line over the Bruins blue line. Are you yeah. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not at all. Okay. I mean that's that's fine.
1: I I what's your what's your defense on that?
0: Fox is better than McAvoy. Uh huh. Keandre Miller is pretty much doing the same things offensively as Lindholm's doing, and I I like his shutdown ability. What about a little the other more. four, <laughs> I, I'm. Can I get there? or No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. Jacob Truba's our captain.
1: You're going down a dangerous path again. You said shit about the Bruins last week,
0: dude. I, that's listen. Offensively, there's no question about it that they're you know they're producing more than us. Like sure, and yeah, okay. Omar's playing better than Chesty right now. Omar's playing unbelievable. That being said, like the blue line's the one thing on our end. Like I personally like our top four better than theirs, and and you know what Schneider's been great too. Like you're telling me their third pair, you you take one guy on their third pair over Schneider because I wouldn't.
1: I just think they're more skilled.
0: Okay, that's fine. I think it's I think it's way more close. Like you're looking at me like I'm crazy, and I think it's way closer than your.
1: I'm uh, not looking dude. at you like you're, like you're crazy. I, I just think like uh, I just I don't think our. Bottom four defensemen really have as much or, or nearly as much skill as the okay. Boston. That's,
0: that's fine. That's fine.
1: I mean, I, I agree that like Fox is better than McAvoy, but McAvoy is still like, you know, a top now he's walking seven, a seven defensemen in the league. No, I, I think I take Lindholm over Lindgren. Ah, no, I love Lindgren, but oh, oh, oh. but skill wise, no, oh, but yeah. skill wise, you, you can't deny the fact that Lindholm's a much more skilled player than Lindgren is.
0: No question about it. But we're also not talking about skill, we're talking about Putting well, I'm saying academy,
1: top like, to bottom, one to six, the Bruins are a more skilled blue line than the Rangers.
0: Sure, but I don't think they're a better blue line. I think in, I think you got to weigh into the fact grit. You got to weigh into the fact shut down defensemen. You got to weigh into the fact like who's going to protect their goalie and block shots. Like I look at Dubay, Car- I look at Lingren, I look at Schneider. Like those guys block shots. Like I I, I don't know. I mean, listen. All I'm saying is, and I, you can make the argument for either one, but I'm just saying it's a lot closer than you're making it seem. And I also think that like. Our blue line is incredibly underrated. Do they do some dumb shit sometimes? Yeah, hell yeah, they do. Okay, they absolutely do. Like when Truba like kicks kicks the puck in, in our own net and stuff. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. nobody likes that. But that being said, I, I think our blue line is incredibly underrated, and I would take ours to war over theirs. That's all I'm saying.
1: Dude, you literally have a that being said problem.
0: <laughs> I, I know. I just said that. I know. I just said that. You were to say, you know it again? what? To that note. To that note. Shut up. Yeah. Man, too.
1: Mix it up a little bit. You know. Let's go into the last one. This is from a good friend of mine and his first time asking a question. I I know he's been talking about this for a long time too. B. Koch, 32. Do you think it will be beneficial for the Rangers to send Alexi Lafreniere down to the Myers?
0: It's a (laughs) non-starter. It's a non-starter because he needs to clear waivers. So it doesn't, so it's
1: hypothetically, hypothetically.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, of course. Yeah. It probably would help him a little bit if, if they could do it, but they can't do it. So it's, it's just a non-starter.
1: I want to go back to the point I made about had the Rangers lost in five last year. I think this year, if you you know, send Alexi Lafreniere down, obviously if it's doable, it would be beneficial. But right now where we are in the season, like you want him to, you know, get his game going for the playoffs. Like listen, if you Did send him nat- do
0: that to Shane Wright, the crack. Yeah,
1: Shane Wright is okay. down, is down for the Kraken and he came, yeah. he came up and like scored a goal and like felt confident, but I think he's back down again. Byfield, another guy who was sent down a little bit to um, you know, find his game. And listen, I think there obviously are benefits of sending him down. But the problem with sending Lafreniere down is when he comes back up, he's still going to be in the same situation where he's not getting a lot of ice time and not really seeing power play time unless Crider's hurt. Like, I, I think it's great for him to go find his confidence down to the minors and maybe get that first line, first power play time. But when he comes back up, the situation isn't going to be any different. So that's why I don't think it's like that beneficial.
0: So are you saying Gallant's not the right coach for him?
1: I don't know if Gallant's not the right coach for him. Listen, like, spot? listen, like Lafreniere has gotten the opportunities in the past couple of games. Like Crowder was out. Lafreniere had the chances he didn't produce. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a Gallant thing or a team thing. Mm-hmm. Um, But, you know, that being like that being said. Yo, Gallant- yeah, see, yeah. you were yeah. just about to you're, say. You're in my head. You're in my in head. In your head,
0: free baby. Um,
1: but, to, like, you know, on the same breath, like Lafreniere at this point nice. just has to put up the numbers. Like. Yeah, it it just it's it's put up or shut up, I think, at this point, you know, like, yeah, we've defended him all season. And and, and, like, if he gets the opportunity, he has to break out and do something to
0: me. And I've said this to you many, many times last year, uh, this year, it's always been the same thing with Lafreniere for me. I mean, you can you can, you know, voice that it's the confidence, whatever to me, it's and I saw it in the playoffs. It's the first time where I ever saw him not be easy to get knocked off the puck and really go for things. And I think for me, that has always been his biggest issue is he's just like not aggressive enough. And, you know, he has the puck, gets brushed off, and then just goes for a line change. Like he doesn't Mm -hmm. fight for things. And I want to see him really like get in there and fight for the puck. You see what Kako does. He bodies dudes who try and take that puck from him and, you know, bobs we is, does what he does to keep it and if he loses he goes right in for it again and i just don't see that from lafreniere it, it, it can be like partially from the confidence issue i don't know but to me that's always been his one issue and i think if he figures that out it will help him immensely so
1: mm-hmm. no I, I completely agree and we talk about it a lot with nick alberga so i do think we should go into the interview with nick but before do we it. do that or do you have anything else to say no well before we do that i definitely want to talk about magic mind we've been working with them For now, a little bit magic mind, you know, for me, I'm a, I'm a coffee guy. I want to drink three to four coffees a day, but obviously that's not the ideal situation. So Cody and I have looked at magic mind. It's like a little shot of matcha that gives you a ton of energy. I've been taking it before the podcast. It keeps me more awake. And I actually, I think last week we recorded at like 430 and I took one at 430 and I was up till like 4am because I was just so wired. Mm -hmm. Um, But magic mind has literally been incredible. It allows you to be more, more productive in your day to day. Like you take one in the morning, you feel you know, very energized to kick off your day. I know a lot of people do rely on their coffee, but this is just a quick, simple little shot that gets you going. Um, you know, I highly recommend this. And, you know, I think everyone can be a little guilty of drinking a lot of coffee. So, totally, you know, do more, stress less, drink some Magic Mind. So go to www.magicmind.co slash the Blue Crew. That's www.magicmind.co slash the Blue Crew. Use our code blue Twenty. And get up to 56% off with your subscription for the next 10 days. With that code, like I said, we love Magic Mind. I'll take one right now, actually, because it is Sunday at 1 o'clock right now. i got a long day ahead of me watching football, doing some editing. I'm getting a haircut, which is nice, but I'll take my shot right now. Why don't you
0: dump it in your coffee? Have you ever tried that? I haven't tried that.
1: Um, Mm. That's not a bad idea. But get your Magic Mind, and let's kick it over to our interview with Nick Alberga. This week on the Blue Crew, we are very happy to welcome on a good friend of mine and now a friend of the show. He hosts the Leafs Morning Take, the Daily Fantasy on Ice podcast. He does a lot. He wears many hats
2: in the NHL. Very happy to have him here. Welcome to the show, Nick Alberga. What's going on, dude? Not too much, guys. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Hope you're having a great week. And is that Chris Drury, number 23, behind you there, Johnny? Is that what's uh, going on here?
1: That's my own name. I'm a big fan of myself. <laughs> I know. but <laughs> I actually, you know, it's it's funny. I, uh... Well, I don't really want to talk about myself, but I always wore <laughs> no, double numbers. Us, us. I, I really always wore more about it. I always wore double numbers growing up. I was 88 first for Eric Lindros, who was my, like my favorite player as a little kid. Then I actually wore like 66 one year because uh, 88 was taken. Um, and then I wore 22, and and then in college every double number was taken, and you only get one to 40, so I had to kind of alternate and go to 23. And I make fun of Fox that he ta- copied 23 because of me. So uh, we'll we'll tell that story for a different time, but. I don't know if every Ranger fan is familiar with your work. Can you just kind of tell us about what you do, your background? I mean, you've been everywhere. You've done everything.
2: So just get uh, the people a little more familiar with your work before we get into yeah. this. Yeah. Unfortunately, you butchered the intro, but uh, this is your new intro for the NHL Fantasy on Ice, the podcast. Did I say daily? What? I said daily, right? Yeah. yeah I fucked that Same up. Same shit. Can I swear on here? Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, doing that NHL Fantasy on Ice twice a week alongside Pete Jensen. But my main job is working over at the Nation Network, which is uh, working in conjunction, as you know, with Daily Faceoff. Frank Saravali. his face has been all over there. Uh, So, yeah, I host a a daily uh, show covering the Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, I write about them and I write about fantasy hockey. But, yeah, pretty much doing a lot of stuff right now.
0: Okay, so I'm going to jump in here because I don't know. (laughs) I'm a big fantasy guy for football and even baseball. I don't know jack shit about fantasy hockey. He also Um,
1: called the Bruins frauds last week. So
0: I did. And I still think they (laughs) are frauds at some point. Um, I think they're good right now, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. That's, that's, you know, I have a question about that later, but anyway, so I don't play fantasy hockey. I'm assuming obviously McDavid is the go-to guy who you can always rely on, but you know, outside of McDavid, who's one other guy who's like been really reliable in fantasy hockey the last few years. And, Are there any instances where a guy can be playing like really well, but kind of suck in fantasy hockey? (laughs) Like I I get that a lot in like like football and baseball. So I'm just curious.
2: Hey, the guy that came up right away when you asked that was Jonathan Taves, right? You look at the Mm -hmm. body of work at his career and it just really hasn't uh, correlated well enough to the fantasy world, especially in the twilight of his career. Um, to answer your first question, there's a variety of guys who are like bona fide studs in fantasy hockey, uh, alongside obviously McDavid, Leon Draisaitl, Nathan McKinnon, uh, you know, Shesty, Vasilevsky, Kucherov, Hedman. Like those type of players are like bona fide studs where year in, year out, you know what you're going to get. Kirill Kaprizov is another one. I'm sure I'm missing a couple guys you know, like Matthews. Yeah, you Matthews boy? in that conversation, Marner, you know, right. Crosby. not want to be biased. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't really care about the Leafs. I'll be quite honest about it. Like, uh, If you if you listen to a lot of my stuff, I rarely talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs. And that is the biggest misconception about me. I should bring that up right now. Is And I'm sure you guys get the same thing, even though you are diehard New York Rangers fans. I live in Toronto. So right away, somebody sees my profile. They're like, okay, screw this, screw that about the Leafs. When ultimately, yeah, I was a Leafs fan growing up. But number one, I was born in Montreal. Nobody seems to know that. Number two, baseball was my first sport. And number three, I'm oh 33 guy. years of age with all, you know, all respect to you guys. I just have a hard time rooting for like teams and pro sports teams. I root about waking up every day. You know what I mean? Like your priorities change and I, I use sports as sort of a vice to have fun. And that's why I love trolling on social media. Mm-hmm. Are you a Jays guy? Are you <laughs> so, so my friends, so I, every group's got like that troll friend, right? And sadly I'm that guy. So growing up, big baseball guy. Obviously, you gravitate right away to the New York Yankees. Like Derek Sanderson Jeter is my my homeboy. Uh, Robbie Cano before he fucking cheated. What a piece of shit. But I used mm-hmm. to love Robbie Cano. I, I still wear 24 because of the guy. Um, the Boston Red Sox were another team. I just gravitated No, 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 to no, no, no. We, we I know. can't mention them on
1: here. I was going to say, you and Cody might need a room after the Yankees comment, but the Red oh, Sox. Yeah, they're it. studs.
2: But it, I'm just like, it, it's tough to like quantify, like I'm a general sports fan and uh-huh. I just have a tough time rooting for teams now, although, you know, among other teams, like when the Raptors won the title, I was all about that because i been a Raptors fan since day one. Um, the Jays, I would say I support them out of most teams or any other team at this juncture in my life. Yes, that's accurate.
1: Got it. Well, it, it's interesting that you say that, though, because you know this this up and coming generation of sports fans, like the younger kids, um, you know, whatever whatever you call them, um, you know, I feel like for the most part, a lot of them root for players and not for teams. So is that like yeah. where you're at? You just like literally have certain players that you want to see win, and you root for them, and, and yeah. not team focus. I know you kind of just like went into that a little bit, but yeah, which players. I, I guess do you root for now in, in the so, NHL? So and- not.
2: To- Yeah, not to make a sob story of it, but I think covering sports and hockey specifically for 12 years has desensitized you to the situation, at least for me. You know, as somebody who was the radio host for the Toronto Maple Leafs for a couple of years during the pandemic specifically, like you start to you start to learn about things like behind the scenes, taking nothing away. Like it just it's a different life. It's business. You become bitter a bit. You lose your job. Like there's a lot of different variables that go into the situation. Which leads you towards that path where you're like, hey, I could not care less what happens tomorrow night in that game or in game seven of the first round. It's just more so about your livelihood. It's about your life. So that's the way I would would phrase it. I love sports in general. Um, in terms of players, Max and you know, a lot of people know, cool. is one of my favorite players, which is yeah. funny. Again, former Montreal Canadian and mm-hmm. the captain of that team He's American. You can't not love Austin Matthews. Um, you know, I got a pretty good relationship with John Cooper with Tampa. Victor Hedman's my homeboy. I did a, a phenomenal interview with him way back when, when I was in school at the World Junior. He was like the most humble dude I've ever met in my life. And I can back that up because I've been to Sweden and pretty much everybody there is like the chillest person on earth. <laughs> uh, love Kucherov. I, I love a lot of skill guys. Like I was so pumped up last week. We had Claude Giroux. And he yeah, was saw like that. My, that was awesome. He was my favorite player from like, And we're around the same age, but I was always a big Claude Giroux guy. Like, I had his jersey growing up, not growing up, but in the last decade. (laughs) So, like, it's always cool. You know, Crosby's always going to be in that conversation when you're Canadian. McDavid, dry saddle. Like, and you guys probably feel the same way outside of the New York Rangers. Like, I love fantasy hockey and fantasy sports so much. And it's been a part of me for, like, the better half of, like, the last 20 years where – I'll tune into a random game on like a Sunday night between like the Wild and Sharks just to see what like Timo Meyer does. Like I'm just mm-hmm. at that stage of my betting life.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair. I, I'm that way with like. Funny enough, I'm I'm that way with baseball. Yeah. Um and I'm also that way with football. I'm not that way with hockey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what were, what were you gonna say, John?
1: No, I was going to say, like, I kind of feel the same where I'm I'm a bigger hockey fan than I am a Rangers fan. So, like, Cody shits on me when I, like, Mm. you know, tweet about the Devils or other teams that I enjoy watching because I really just love hockey more than I love the Rangers. Like, you know, it doesn't really affect my day if the Rangers lose, but I'm, like, more than happy to – well, I mean, it does sometimes because I do love the Rangers. But – you know, I'm I'm more than happy, like you said, to watch a fucking. You know, I actually watched the Coyotes against the Red Wings the other night, and that was an amazing game. Yeah, that shootout was incredible. Like I just love hockey. I watch hockey every night. I just See, can't do it. I yeah. just can't yeah. do it. Like it,
0: it's, playoffs is a different story, totally. But for me, you know, I'm a huge baseball fan, and I'm a I'm yeah. obviously a huge hockey like Rangers fan. Um, you know, massive massive Yankee fan. I could watch any baseball game and just like throw it on and. You know, I grew up playing the sport my whole life, and yeah. I, I really respect the sport. Um, and I really respect hockey too. I just I can't do it. Like, I watch another team that's not the Rangers, and it just doesn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. I
1: don't know why. I, I respect women so much that I completely stay away from them. Yeah, <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe you just said
2: you respect the sport of baseball. I don't know what what league you're watching. In the last well, 10 I do or respect years. the sport of baseball.
0: I don't respect Manfred. He's an idiot, but um
2: you know (laughs) and so that was the other thing so there's so many things about me like i used to work for rogers obviously i love my time there but like Mm. the things that i just can't help it like i have an itchy finger sometimes on social media and i'm sure you guys do this too now it's like you you what does that say pardon me an itchy finger johnny's johnny's too young (laughs) he doesn't understand I, i got you though it's like I want to press send tweet all the time, pretty much. Does that, that resonate in your brain, Johnny? I love bit more. So, yeah. so, so, pretty much what happens is Johnny like I'll, does I'll, do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. We all do it. Like, we like something will come up in my head. I'll be like, you know, that's funny. But then you have to do like this secondary crop of it and say, hey, will I offend somebody? Will this piss somebody off? Will it piss off an organization? Mm. So, there was like a tweet a couple of years ago. And for anybody who knows me and knows I love baseball, there's not a lot of people out there, specifically on Twitter, that know baseball is my number one sport. I hate Houston Astros without dude. There's nothing you can do to tell me. me. And And so so the the Toronto blue Jays go out and sign your guy, George Springer, who I think is a really good player. Don't get me wrong, but will I ever be a fan of him. Probably not because, and granted people will come at me with every team cheats the game. I get that. But what they did was despicable. Um, It sort of spit on my whole life of playing baseball, in my opinion. But I, I tweeted out something. It was George Springer. Like I was watching the game and he was like, Showing somebody on the team, I think it was Teoscar Hernandez, who, funny enough, was a former Houston Astro as well. Like he mm. was drawing something in the dirt, and so like right away came to my head. I'm like, this will get some clicks. Put it on Twitter. I'm like, here's George Springer orchestrating and telling Teoscar Hernandez, um, you know how he cheated, how they cheated in Houston, and like five minutes later, I got a phone call. They're like, yeah, you got to take that tweet down. So it's like a really? corporate world. Yeah, corporate world's a lot different. Uh, I've learned to be a bit more careful. Obviously, now working with the Nation Network, still working closely with the NHL. I think there's a way to have fun, but I think you don't realize how easily you can cross the line these days. You know, I'm yeah, sure James yeah. Dolan loves you guys, right? I don't know. Uh, we yeah, haven't talked. To we,
0: him. we don't. If we're not on his radar, it's a good thing. But uh, <laughs> his
2: parody account loves us. <laughs>
0: yeah, but no, no, you're absolutely. You know, it's a fair point, and, and you're yeah. absolutely right. And Johnny and I were just like talking about it the other day. I mean, like, you know, at the end of the day, social media is awesome and everybody loves it, but it is dangerous to an extent, oh. especially Twitter, right? So it's like. You need to be careful with those things, but um, I did want to jump in before Johnny jumps in.
1: Thank well, I wanted know. to, I wanted to add to your point there. All right, you can add to his point, I suppose. Well, no, to you, to you, Cody. Okay, okay. Yeah, I like, definitely. I liked what you were saying, but I, up, I also think, I, I am, but I also think, like you know, people, a lot of people love to say that Twitter is the worst. Twitter is a dangerous place, but mm-hmm. yeah, everyone goes on there for a different reason. Like, I don't, I don't tweet to argue. Like, I don't like i there are arguments that i embrace but i feel like a lot of people just have different motives when they go on twitter like like nick you're a funny guy like you like to have some laughs when yeah. you sign up on twitter cody tweets you know once in a blue moon i feel like i wish you can get on there more how about that but... kid
0: who just got who just came after me he he goes on with an agenda the one who called me like oh, yeah. uh, a bum as rocks or something like that yeah.
1: <laughs> like, well, that, bruins. That, Bru- that bruins take you kind of deserve that dude
0: one. but no i mean <laughs> it's a fair dude it's a fair take it was the yeah. same it, it correlates exactly with how the Yankees were playing. They were on pace to be the best team of all time last year and they finished with 99 wins. Like he's to all say, fired up about to it. say the Bruins, <laughs> dude, there's cause there's three months left of hockey. Like to say yeah. the Bruins, I mean, dude, I have a buddy who's a Bruins fan and he's like chirping me that the Bruins are the greatest team of all time. Like, that's the most insane take I've ever heard. They're not better than the 06-07 Red Wings. No, dude. Bro, the record probably is not even better good. than 93, 94. All right, Rangers, just go into okay. your question. All, All right. right. <laughs> anyways, anyways, don't don't make me get into this. But um, no. So you mentioned sports betting. So I'm assuming yeah. you're you're
2: you are a sports betting guy, right? Just hockey, bit of baseball, bit of basketball, but that's okay. It. Yeah. So, not big, so what not a big unit mean? guy though. No, not a okay. big unit guy. I got chirp on my boys uh, for that tweet since you brought it up, Johnny. So I'm uh, sorry to interrupt, Cody. Like now so you're yeah, the yeah, world he's junior he's a <laughs> yeah fucking piece of shit we're never um, going to get to this question it's going to be the best question of all time uh should i tell this story or m- move on with this tell uh, it tell it yeah cody's frustrated now yeah. I <laughs> tell I it no no, no so long fine. story short world junior game a couple of weeks ago us is up two nothing i was like canada's winning this game i'm canadian they win every time mm-hmm. so <laughs> so I, I decided to put some money but i'm the type of better who just likes to like have fun like i work too hard for my money to bet big so I literally put five bucks down. It, it paid out like eight. I was like, whatever. It's great if I can do this. So they won. I posted on Twitter. I made the mistake of posting the amount that I, I bet. The unit, yeah. And everybody's all over me. My buddies in our group chat on, on, on Messenger were all over me. I'm like, hey, I just like to have fun. Just leave me alone. Okay, Cody, <laughs> go ahead.
0: <laughs> oh, that was the whole story
2: yeah no um, yeah. no, i'm kidding um, no, no, no.
0: but uh no but so you mentioned your uh you know hockey bet. better like what do you think is one surefire hockey bet this weekend mm-hmm. um yeah that's really
1: it we're on the spot? Is podcast going live. well yeah this is coming out probably monday so okay. yeah yeah no i'm asking for my friend johnny so he can so that when it comes well, I went out on monday we can i talk went on about nick's show nick. last week and and we we were hot i was like five and one in my six picks and i think nick was four and two yeah. Oh, that's huge. That's huge. Okay. Okay. I have another question for you. And uh, Johnny wanted to
0: ask something about this and I know, so I'm purposely stealing it. So mm-hmm. this enough. is our iteration mm-hmm. of fuck, kill, Mary. Okay. Um, Which clutch performer do you want on your team come playoffs? Mitch Marner, Mika Zibanejad, or Jake Gensel?
2: Okay. So Marner, Zibanejad, and Gensel.
1: That's so funny that you picked those three. I had Marner, Panarin, and Hughes okay
2: so so i'm just trying to like quantify how it correlates to like fuck marry, kill. Uh, well, mary kill well it's like you know in, you in terms of just you, yeah yeah you like, get one for
1: one playoff run you have one for the rest of his career correct
2: who um and no, then kills the guy i don't want right yeah kills yeah. the guy you got to just cut, cut you them. couldn't figure that one out <laughs> i don't know man um <laughs> I'm sorry. To, I'm going to get heat for this. Mitch Marner, What has he oh, done really? in the playoffs? You're killing him? He's the guy? No. I mean, honestly,
0: he's the guy who I was going to kill too. Not not even being biased yeah. for Mika. I just think, like, you know, if you're talking playoffs, like any Leafs guy, you just got to cut bait on yeah
2: yeah so i i would go uh i guess i'd fuck Jad and jake ansel's my boy man uh, right. look at it look at hockey db and go look up jake ansel in the stanley cup playoffs yeah, every he, fucking game i bet on this guy and he scores and he wins cups like it's it's easy for me dude we he's, we know i mean he,
0: he he oh against, you know yeah. against the rangers in that seven game series i mean i was with johnny and he scored two and we we're just like <laughs> all right we're, we're we're gonna peace out uh
1: um, that goal in game seven, he scored was fucking sick yeah, he doesn't get enough credit start. that like yeah. kicked he like kicked it in midair yeah and then knocked it on yeah. his back and out of midair that was yeah. so sick yeah. yeah
0: mika mika is also a very very clutch player come playoffs but
2: yeah Gensel's like
0: he that guy's borderline automatic
2: mm-hmm. if you had Zabana add on to talk about being a Dj like that's my biggest fascination DJ. with the guy i told you we can't have any current players on we've been told no yeah. by PR till the off season yeah. when you just cold out them right no,
1: we uh we actually had you know, an interview, I- not even with like with a prospect, Bobby Trevigno, and um we got shot down like when we announced it. They said you can't post yeah. it. So, my goodness. Yeah, it's okay. We'll, we'll yeah. move on though. But um, you know, right now where it's what January twentieth. There's been a lot of storylines this year in the NHL. It's been a, it's been a wild year. Like you know, Eric Carlson erupting yeah. again. Um, what mm-hmm. would you say right now has been the biggest surprise to this point? Biggest surprise. Actually, uh, I want to make this. I want to make this two parter.
2: Yeah. Biggest surprise and then biggest letdown. Hmm. So I'll start with the letdown first. I think it's the Vancouver Canucks. Um, mm-hmm. I had them pegged to make the Stanley Cup playoffs, and they are far away from that. And I don't know what the hell they're doing with with uh, Bruce Boudreau, who's a friend. He's they, so horrible. A- his interview today. Yeah, yeah, I talked to him earlier today too. Uh, just pull the cord, man. Like it's just a tough, tough situation there when it comes to Gabby and, and the Vancouver Canucks, and they have no clue what they're doing. Like I, I still think Jim Benning's there, by the way, because like JT Miller, and I'm I'd love to get your thoughts, boys, on JT Miller at some point because I start to wonder, yeah, an exceptional player, but why has he been on seventeen different teams? And I keep asking this question everywhere he goes. Character like, issues. Mm, there's your answer. Yes. What did you think? Uh,
0: character issues i mean that's obviously why like he had he had issues with the rangers when he was on the rangers i mean
1: one clip this year that went viral too of him slamming his stick on the back
2: of the net for i mean uh,
0: yeah
1: yeah
2: sick player Um, though sick player yeah
0: that's i mean that's that's a good uh that was a good question john i i could tell
2: john
1: he didn't give his uh he didn't give his his uh his what was the first part surprise
2: (laughs) surprise yeah Yeah, (laughs) Um, it's got to be Boston. Uh, I get this question a lot. Mm -hmm. It's Boston. And I'm sorry to say this because you are a Rangers podcast, but like nobody in their right mind could have expected the Bruins to do this. Um, I I wondered if they were going to be like a bubble team, right? No Marshawn, no McAvoy, no Carlo. There was others who were missing in the first like 20 games of the season. And they literally just kept winning and winning and winning. It's got that last dance feel to me, at least. Like, Patrice Bergeron... Oh God, don't do that to me. He strikes no, me that's... as a guy... He strikes me as a guy who's just going to, like, hang it up like when he's still in his prime. And I understand he's getting a bit up there in his 30s, but like I still think he has a lot of game left. He just strikes me as a guy that one day is going to be like, you know what, I'm done. And he's on a one-year contract right now. They got Krejci in the mix. Like, it just has that feel in Boston this season.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody... Anybody could have predicted Boston would be no. this hot this early. Um but yeah, I guess that's what a good coach does for you. Obviously, their old coach was n- no bueno. Um <laughs> Johnny, what what would my uh what would my letdown be? I'm so curious if you know what it is.
2: What would
1: your letdown be for the yeah. season as a whole?
0: Yeah, yeah. Why? Sure.
1: Even if it's just for the I mean, it's got to be luxe like here. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I called no. it
0: too. No. Actually, oh, it's really? not. I mean, I mean, that's a really good one. But I was going to say the ducks. <laughs> well, that's I was the say obvious the, one. The ducks.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> Cody bet me that the
2: ducks would finish better, uh, ahead of the Devils this year. Ah, uh, yeah. It's funny the Adam Henrique revenge angle there. Um, the ducks are interesting too, right? Because they picked up Strom. It just they, pre- they I picked up <laughs> Frankie vitrano Klingberg. Yeah. Um, you know and I got heat. a pretty good goalie. I got heat. Uh, if you do remember that, I got heat last uh spring for suggesting that gibson would be open to a trade which i still back by the way i think he mm-hmm. will but they covered that up really really quickly and that's a pretty good sources on that uh but yeah they're just a team especially in that division right like it's so wide open like seattle yeah. as we have this conversation i was just gonna front. say
0: that's the surprise yeah, that's exactly. my surprise because then First now you,
2: you exactly you start to see like edmonton starting to cook calgary yeah. i don't know what the hell is going on there but on paper they're a really good team L.A. backed by Phoenix Copley? Like, are we serious here? Like, there's so many open question marks with that division. And then you look at a team like Anaheim, just couldn't capitalize on it. Hmm. Right.
1: Huberto, I think, has been a big letdown, too, this year. He was, my, he was my first pick in that, that was your
2: guy. Dance. Yeah, that was your yeah. guy.
1: Well, because cause, cause Anaheim do a fucking Stole Capriza right from underneath me. But, yeah, no, like, Huberto, to me, I thought, obviously – you know, Matthews puts up 60 last year, but I thought Huberto yeah. could have been MVP. Like I thought mm. like people, people had a misconception about Barkov and Huberto that Barkov kind of carried him, but I thought it was the other way around. Like I thought Huberto, yeah. you know, for the most part was the you know heart and soul of that Panther team. Obviously they get swept by Tampa in the second round, but man, he's had a
2: tough year uh, out in Calgary. Analytics yeah. community hates you, Rudeau, too, which mm. I think is uh, really, really interesting. But I just it, it shows you and you guys know this being in that market, too. Like when you're under the microscope, taking nothing away from Sunrise in Florida, they have like four media members like you can get away with having a couple <laughs> shit games in a row. You can't do that in Calgary. You you right. have one bad game to like, hey, why were you a dash three tonight? And I think it's spiraled a, a bit out of control. I think the other thing that's working against him is the head coach, Daryl Sutter. Mm. He doesn't care who you are. We're playing some crash and bank puck. And it's the style is a lot different than I think what he's accustomed to seeing with the Florida Panthers. So I do think there's going to be a bit of a transition period. I think if you're asking me about fantasy hockey, I still think there's value in Huberto in the second half to find his game. I mean, you don't just, you don't just wake up one day and get a hundred points. Like you have to have something to your game that leads you to that ability. So I do have faith in Huberto here in the second half and especially moving forward. This is just year one of this contract. They rewarded him and I think it'll pay off eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. have to
1: agree. Like, good I players know. always figure it out. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He'll he'll be just fine. And also, speaking of Huberto, I know he's obviously not on the Panthers anymore. But Johnny, you said the only game this week was the Leafs. We also have the Panthers on Monday.
1: Yes. <laughs> You're welcome. Honestly, You're welcome. Do Wait, yeah, we do. but um, on the sauce right, the Friday. Right, I got a good on <laughs> I, I did take like all two right. an hour nap before this.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You gotta have some magic mind. Um, Vegas, but anyways. Friday. Have you been watching the Rangers at all, like, here and there, Nick? Yeah, I have. I have. Okay, so you obviously know they're, you know, top six, seven, eight team in the league, any anywhere within that, you know, six yeah. to eight range. But Ten probably, right now as we're talking. Sure, but probably still not playing <laughs> up to the level of a team like the Bruins right now, obviously. So, like, who do you think is one guy that the Rangers need added to their team, um, you know, to to be able to not only compete but beat a team like the Bruins right now in the playoffs?
2: They just got him. It's my boy, Ben Harper, who was called up like a month ago. That's my guy, man. I met him last summer. Absolute beauty. Um, Sniped
1: last night. Yeah. 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 That goal.
2: pissed me off, by the way. And I texted him. I'm like, dude, I got Swayman in fantasy hockey. Like, he just didn't have to do that to me. But good on the kid. Uh, he's First an absolute goal. gem. Yeah, exactly. First yeah. tuck as a ranger. It's got to yeah. feel good. Maybe Margot Robbie's in the building. You just never know on Broadway, mm-hmm. right? It's always a good yeah. feel there. Um, I, I want to see the Rangers go big game hunting. And I think to that point, they usually are that team or are not afraid to make that big move. A couple of years back with Martin St. Louis, like they're not, they're not, you know, concerned with that type of conversation. I think they have to realize they have one of the best goaltenders on the planet, one of the best defensemen on the planet, hmm. some unbelievable forwards. To me, they still make the most sense for Patrick Kane. Uh, obviously, the correlation, the friendship yeah. with Artemi Panarin, the chemistry. Uh, but I want to see them you know, get a big time stud. I don't know if they're going to be involved on Horvat, who sounds like it could be imminent, uh, Ryan O'Reilly. But I think they can definitely utilize what they've stockpiled in terms of assets and turn it over. Because I, I just think the window, and teams always talk about this, mm. if you have an opportunity to win the Stanley Cup, it's just so hard now. There's even two more teams, so there's 32 in the league. I think when you have an opportunity and you have a goalie like that and a defenseman like that that you can really ride in the playoffs, I say go after it with within reason here.
0: Yeah, I mean, Johnny and I have a, have talked about this a good amount. Um, obviously, Kane is you know one of the names who, who keeps consistently yeah. coming up. But um, yeah, I mean Horvat. I, I know he's not the position we're looking for. Ideally, we want a right winger, but yeah. you know we need a goal scorer more than anything <laughs> else. And like that is that is he's the definition of a goal scorer. Like obviously, Timo Meyer would be ideal, right? Because he could slot right in there. But they need to figure some shit out with their cap. But yeah, Kane. I mean. Yeah, I, honestly, I'll take any one of them. I'll, I would take Ve- I would take Vitrano back,
2: just saying. Well, I was just yeah. going to say Vetrano, too, right? He yeah. was a good fit last year, no? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was
1: great, and fans loved him. I think he scored, like, 13 goals in 21 regular nine, season nine games. or
0: something, but yeah, yeah, yeah. he was all, he Maybe was all. total. So, yeah.
2: let me ask you guys this. Would, would, would Alexi Lafreniere in your world still be an untouchable? Because he has been linked to the Vancouver Canucks, right? We've,
0: we've talked about it. Um, you know, we go back and forth on it. I- I think and Johnny, correct me if I'm wrong. I think we came to the conclusion. Like it just doesn't make sense for the Rangers to move him. They're not going to get even close to like what they want for him. And his upside is still quite literally an unknown. Right. So like they have these tough decisions to make at the end of this year between Hedl, Keandre and Lafreniere. They're probably only going to be able to keep two. Keandre at this point is even, even if you're not moving Lafreniere, he's, he's more of an untouchable. So like, and I I like heal a lot and I think he's a huge part of this team. But, you know, to me, he's the one guy who unfortunately, like, I could see him being in a move. Um, that being said, like, am I against Lafreniere being in a move if we're getting somebody back who we can get? Well, right. You don't want to make the
1: move it's for about like, the return right
0: you don't want to make the move for like a tarasenko or a Kane, and then he's gone like that would be the most pointless thing all time but if you're doing it for you know i know timo meyer has a 10 million dollar qualifying offer attached to him but if you're doing it you know for him and then offloading somewhere else and whatever you figure something out like sure fine yeah how about
2: kuzmenko that's a name that's floating around a
1: lot but also like yeah the, the thing about that point too i i i said this uh you know, probably like a week or so after Reeves asked for the trade or whatever that story is. It hasn't, the full truth hasn't really come out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's going to be tough for Lafreniere, but like I could see him just like asking for, you know, a fresh start somewhere else. Like the old Dubois, yeah. like me I mean, dude, he's getting, he's getting like, listen, I feel so bad for the kid. Cause he is getting not like, if he is on Twitter reading anything, like he's getting nonstop, like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the fans are all over him and like, not, not that it's like unwarranted, you know he he hasn't really produced much. He hasn't. Dude, he would thrive
0: great. somewhere else though, and we know he would.
1: I think the issue right now too is the body language. Also, like mm. at, at times, it seems like he just doesn't give a fuck because things are. And and listen, I've been in that. I mean, not in his position, but I've been in the position where Bro, you had three goals in college. Let's settle <laughs> I had down. Ten. I had Where'd ten. Where'd you play? Uh oh, don't don't do this horn, dude. He yeah. played with Kevin no, didn't he? But I'm just saying, like, you know, when things aren't going <laughs> your way, like sometimes you just you don't want to think too much and you and yeah. you want to like not care as much because the more you think, the harder you grip your stick and the more pressure you put on yourself. So I like I see him out there like you know doing the mustache with the fucking chin strap, and he's trying to have right. as much fun as he can because you know, listen, at the end of the day, you're playing in the NHL every day. You want to have fun, you want to find ways to enjoy it no matter how you're playing. So I, I feel so fucking bad for the kid. Like I want him to do well so bad.
2: I I understand. Sorry to interrupt. Like I understand feeling bad for players, but a makes a shit ton of money. Not yet. yeah, he's, he's not a DLC. Well, I guess it's still. Still, good. that's yeah. relatively speaking, it's pretty decent money. Yeah. Me, you're <laughs> okay, on, or okay. You're on Broadway. Like, let's yeah. fucking go here. The guy's wheeling around. Who knows what's happening behind closed doors? Like, he's having yeah. a time, right? Michael, yeah. Michael Del style styles on Broadway. Like, yeah. like maybe I'm just speculating, but like I heard
1: he like, came in a little
2: out of shape. I did hear that. Okay. Well, breaking yeah. news. Yeah, there it is. Put it on Twitter. Um. No, you're not yeah, wrong continue. though. Like, yeah,
0: continue. No, no, you're not wrong. I mean, like. It's it's really tough with him. It's a really really tough situation because the Rangers know, right? They know if they're moving this kid, he's he's gonna go somewhere else and he's gonna be a stud. Like some we we have had a problem over the years. It's it's no it's not hidden, you know. Like we've had a problem developing young forwards, right? It's Lafreniere, even Kako. If you want to talk about him, Kravsov, Heedle took a while. uh, Anderson, like there's been plenty, right? How did? yeah, howden. Like there's been plenty. I mean, howden never really panned out anywhere, no. but whatever. I know, was um, but no, no, but seriously, like we've had trouble developing some young forwards. Yeah. Um, that's why we have a stud right now, our top prospect, Brendan Othman, who is absolutely lighting it up me. in the OHL. Yeah.
1: Can't wait to and, fuck him up.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, well, that's why they're being so careful. And they, you know, they could have called they could have had to make the team, but they send him back to the OHL, whatever, because they know, right? So mm-hmm. I think I think in terms of Lafreniere, it's just a matter of like. Is he going to figure it out? And do you take the gamble and re sign him and keep him? And you need to know, giving him that contract, he very well may not pan out.
2: Yeah. And I was just going to piggyback off that. It like to me, ultimately, what came to mind was Jack Hughes. Like, if you do remember early on in his career, he had moments, right? Lafreniere has had moments. I thought he was pretty decent in last year's Stanley Cup playoffs on the kid line. I think sometimes people do forget too. what happened is that he was drafted during the pandemic. Like he missed an entire OHL mm-hmm. season for his progression, for his mm-hmm. development. Now I'm not trying to make excuses. Like you either have it or you don't at the NHL level. But what I'm saying is that, you know, guys find it at different points. Like a perfect example is Josh Morrissey. Did anybody know that he had this in him where he can be a Norris sort of front runner or candidate? No. Right. So and no. defensemen are a different story, certainly, but I, I'm still giving Lafreniere, uh, you know, uh, the benefit of the doubt that he could find it in the next couple of years, and I think to your points, like if if I'm the Rangers, I'm not trading this guy unless like the value is fair, and yeah. I don't think the the value is going to be coming in right now.
0: I mean, yeah, to your and to your point, like you you did say a name there who's who's very appealing, right, Kuzmenko, and yeah. you know, the Canucks are the team that if you don't want a Meyer, you don't want a Tarasenko, you don't want a Kane, like. They're a team that has four or five guys and shiny toys who are very appealing. Like, you know, you have Kuzmenko, you have Besser, you have Horvat. So there's a lot of guys who can really, really help a team like the Rangers. It's just a matter of, like, ironing it out. They're going to blow it
1: all up, too, it sounds like.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, I mean, Kuzmenko's a rookie, but he's also a 26-year-old rookie. So it's like, I'm sure he would rather go to a contender than starting on a team who's about to yeah. blow it all up and, you yeah. know, deal with this whole thing. So like, yeah. he's the guy I would watch out for and he's tearing it up. So like, there's, there's no, I mean, he's almost a point per game player. So there's no reason why, you know, you can't, you can't look at that and be like, what if, like, what if it is him and Horvat for mm. a crazy, you know, major package or something like that. So I, I don't know. I never say never. But I, I guess to answer your question, like we're both on the same page. We just don't, we don't see it happening. Oh, we're still on the law
1: your question. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs>
0: we're still on that question, man. Good and, combo. And we we, we don't see it happening. And and I, I think one way or another, the Rangers are going to bite the bullet and like, let this kid sink or swim. And that's it.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I guess while we're on the topic too, though, Nick, what's a trade at the deadline coming up, which I believe is March 4th, right? That's third. Uh, third. 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 Five. Yeah. It's March Shows 3rd. Shows what I know. That's amazing. Hey, I, I got I, news today. Like April last year uh
0: something crazy like march 27th or something like that right well yeah, the well, season the, like was it yeah. a little
2: bit yeah yeah oh, that was
0: awful that was awful.
2: johnny i was saying i got word today um you have me on social i love trades and someone make a trade hashtag every day i'm getting that on a t-shirt <laughs> oh you are team ltd my friends over at team ltd uh, we're working on something and we're going to try to release it around all-star break so uh will out you send me a, will you send me an excel don't body shame Hook you up, bud. <laughs> wow. Nice. I'll sign nice. it too. Cody
1: wears a medium. <laughs> right. no. Even though Show I'm bigger medium. than you,
0: you're thick though, dude. Johnny but, wears an XL and it's like so baggy because he's just got those noodle arms. But you know, yeah, work that out. would
1: make me that would make me thick then. No, 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 no. no, <laughs> no. You got tree trunks, Johnny? What's the like leg situation? Think I'm saying you're thick. I'm, I'm saying do you like. think you're I don't thick. squat anymore. But no. I, can I ask a fucking question? I, I guess. We we were talking about trades, and Nick literally tweets every day. Someone make a trade, yeah. but like, what is one actual move, a realistic move that you want to see come deadline time?
2: Um, well, Horvat's going to happen. It sounds like is going to happen. As you know, well, I work with Frank Saravali. Yeah. had him on the show today, actually, on Leafs Morning Take. Uh, so check that's that. That's why out. I said daily. Fi- that's why I said daily fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, you I, I what you were saying. I was yeah. just being a jackass. Um, you can. I he think can. St. Louis guys, like to answer it, like another guy that would make sense for the, for the Rangers now and long-term Vladimir Tarasenko. I love the Russian effect with Panarin, by the way. Um, Cody's six to midnight right now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. I think he it's would be a, Cody make a six lot. six to do. midnight. <laughs> literally. I, dude, I've been,
0: I've been talking about Tarasenko since like last year. Since <laughs> literally, literally last year. I mean, that's my yeah. guy. And I know he's not producing right now, how he Whatever. should. Yeah, but like, dude, he'll he's over it, right? He's like yeah. over the Blues. He's he never rescinded his trade request. He exactly. will come to Broadway and kick ass. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna yeah. say.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think that the Blues for me are the team to watch that nobody's talking about because if you do recall, like Doug Armstrong is not afraid to be a buyer and a seller. I think it was Paul Stasny a couple of years ago when they were still in a playoff spot. Like he's not afraid. You know the way he handled the Petrangelo situation. I know it was off season too, but what I'm getting at is that like. They're not a, not afraid to like trade a guy and then do business elsewhere. Like it would never happen, but like trading for a Horvath and then dealing an O'Reilly, like something along those lines. I don't, I'm not saying it's going to happen that way, but I, uh, you know, talk about creative GMs. Doug Armstrong is among them in this league, and so I'm very curious. I got these bushy eyebrows set on Tarasenko <laughs> and O'Reilly. What happens there? Because I think the writing could be on the wall, and they're both injured right now, too. Dude, mm-hmm. imagine
0: imagine they both get dealt in a package to the rangers for like Ketel cuz the rangers would need to fill that sea void you get O'Reilly give in them there back. and then and then a couple Blay other guys back. you know yo Sandy dude Blay. dude i'll give them playback. i am not even kidding you for like a cody would benmo them for, 500 bucks I, to get I rid of them i will venmo them and I will like, I'll sign a stick for them because, you know, it's worth going to be when worth they made a lot
2: that trade, weird. though. Like, he was trending in the right direction. I remember my fantasy team name. Holy I have a shit, ring, it says A Blade Blade. That was my team name,
0: dude. That I mean, there has been, you know, you couldn't predict it was going to be that bad. Yeah. But I mean, that that's got to be an, like, they had to make the move. And right? Harper
1: scored before him. Yeah. I mean, they
0: had to make the move, right? They oh, had boy. no cap, like, yeah. they had to make the move, but like, Holy shit! Was that just an all-time bad trade? I mean, yeah,
2: I think every team can say that, though, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's revisionist history, right? I I brought this up on Twitter the other day. Remember the Gustafson for Talbot trade? and We all yeah, that was play. a great point oh, yeah. that you made. Like, yeah, like, like Bill Guerin was pushed into a corner. Talbot's like, I want to be the number one. You just signed Flurry. Like, get me, get me the fuck out of here. And he sends him mm-hmm. to Ottawa, picks up Philip Gustafson, who really struggled in his first couple games in the NHL. And now he's pretty much competing for the number one job with, with Marc Andre Fleury. You just never know. But I I think that's the great element of sports is like there's a bit of risk involved. Like there's a bet every time you make a trade. Is it going to work out? Is it not? On paper, it looks great. Sometimes it doesn't work out that way, right? Mm-hmm. It's a fucking crazy business, man. And, and all the, and like, you know, what I love too is
1: like watching these guys come out of nowhere, like, you know, yeah. especially with the Penguins in the you know, last couple of years, like the Connor Sherrys and the Brian Russ and those guys who like played in college, you know, especially you know, being a college hockey fan, like watching those guys thrive too. And, you know, essentially they're like kind of no names when they come into the league yeah. and, you know, all of a sudden they become these, you know, pretty elite players. Um, mm-hmm. and, and something I kind of want to transition to a little bit, you've obviously, you know, talked about some relationships you have in the league with players, coaches, yeah. media members. I'm curious about any Ranger players in particular. I don't know if you've interacted with any of them, but even if it's not Rangers, like who are just your favorite players that you've had the chance to interact with or hang out with or even like drink beers with?
2: trying to think like i remember a couple of years ago and it's a sore subject now right now but bobby ryan at all-star weekend a couple years in columbus was a lot of fun good dude uh tyler Seguin. i i've been out with a couple times michael delzato somebody I actually covered in junior hockey back in the day um nazem kadri to an extent um guys like that like everybody who knows me knows i'm pretty tight with adam henrique and that just pretty much happened towards interviewing him like years ago and then we just sort of stayed in touch and i covered him and in the um, in the ohl too like you just you start to forge relationships when you're you know talking to people day in and day out and especially when i worked at nhl network radio would have i was having guys on like all the time uh zach dalby's my boy he was with i the love Banders. that guy yeah he's yeah. The, the dalp doctor man he, he got sent down and i told him to pack his shit yesterday because eric Stahl got hurt but they didn't recall mm-hmm. him yet but like a lot of these guys are like consummate consummate dudes and you know, it was one thing I didn't realize growing up. Like they watch and are tuned into the league more than you think. And they know yeah. what's going on on social media too. Like, I, I know, I know Dobbs got after me a bit. Cause I tweeted out a couple weeks ago. I'm like, are the Panthers making the playoffs? And he like messaged me. He's like, what's, what's with that tweet? I'm like, oh, I forgot you follow me. Whatever. It. <laughs> it's,
1: it's so true, dude. I have, I have yeah. one really funny story actually that I want to, I want to tell quick while we're on yeah. that point last year, the Rangers played the Bruins funny enough. Cause they played the other night and I, one of my covers articles was like the Rangers money line in Boston. Like it's the Johnny Lazarus guarantee. Like obviously like the Messier, you know, making a joke out of that after the game, the Bruins won like four to one. McAvoy is a good friend of mine. He likes the tweet. Then DMs me could call Messier. (laughs) So fucking fucking funny, man. Like these guys are, like you said, they're so in tune with it. And sometimes you do forget like who is looking at your stuff, you know, it's, yeah, it's kind of wild, but also like, yeah. Zach Dalby did that show between two posts, like the between two ferns knockoff. I thought that was so fucking funny. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, I didn't a while see back. that. Didn't it was it was that. when he was in uh, when he was in Cleveland.
2: Okay, so this is mm-hmm. way back. Yeah, it just yeah. it's it's one of those things, and, and and that's why like, and I understand it's like I don't want to call it my brand, but I'm not afraid to be cynical. Like I'm not afraid right. to give my opinion, but it sort of mm-hmm. sucks. Like even for example, now you asked about Anaheim. Like I'm buddies with Enrique. They fucking suck. Like I went to the game <laughs> against the Leafs guy hooked me up with tickets i go to the game takes a, a puck right off the face like a, a shift in so leaves for the entire first period it was seven cob leafs in that game so i text him after the game i'm like ah like what the fuck do you say to somebody who loses seven nothing right yeah. so i think it, it makes you humanize the situation really really quickly but again i think players also understand within reason like i have a job to do and i'm not i'm not afraid to give my opinion like mm-hmm. yeah at bits of points in my life in my career yeah it's it's bit me in the ass in terms of you know people coming back at me but i think it's assumed in sort of the role and the position that you can't be afraid to share how you feel at least that's the way i feel
1: yeah no i, I completely agree yeah um, no
2: that's a good point I, I have one more question for you here um you know
0: if you're talking about not being afraid so i guess i last ask
1: you about Provorov.
0: no i'm not oh, but um fuck <laughs> my, my yeah no i'm, I, not, I'm avoiding i'm avoiding okay. that like the plague but uh my last question for <laughs> you is who's better dressed keandre miller or austin matthews
2: Oh, shit. Keandre's my boy, man. I fucking love him. Mm-hmm. Um, Enough said. We'll call it a split. I think Matthew's a really underrated dresser. Dude, say, so put it this way. So, they both, yeah, they're both. So nasty. me and Johnny did that YouTube show for the NHL in September. Mm-hmm. I was donning the mustache. It's my brand, the Golden Muzzy, as you guys know. Amazing gif. And so thank you. And so I donned the mustache in New York, and I would say it was – it was greeted differently than I would say in Toronto. Like that's all the rage in Toronto. And it's because of fucking Austin Matthews, man. This guy mm. came in with a duster, and everybody has a fucking mustache. Every person in this city has a mustache. I went to the States, I went to New York specifically, and a lot of people were like, Oh, you're growing it for something. I'm like, No, that's it's a joke. Just, <laughs> yeah. It's a normal thing, right? And you're you're sort of like not not made fun of, but like it's 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 different for somebody to have a mustache. Whereas here in Toronto, because of one singular dude, Austin Matthews, the contrarian himself. As a duster, everybody's got a mustache. It just right. it, it just shows you the sex appeal and the reach. But Keandre Miller is a pretty spiffy dresser. I've seen that, too thomas is right. such a funny point my friend came to my apartment two weeks ago with a mustache was like dude what the fuck exactly you <laughs> dude i went out we did a, a vicious yeah. pub crawl on the sunday before luckily i had like two days before that youtube special because i was mm-hmm. in a way boys i was feeling it yeah and, you did new york the right way oh exactly it was like a, a a brunch pub crawl that turned into a 12-hour pub crawl johnny doesn't do brunch so don't talk about uh, it i wasn't even invited so it doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next time uh, but yeah, like that was the thing. I had the duster and everybody kept asking about it. I'm like, this thing's really, really normal. And then, you know, it's so sad to say, and you shouldn't be this way. Like I, I go, I got so conscious of it. I literally got home and shaved it off. I got <laughs> off the plane. I'm like, that's fucking it. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. I, I hey, want to spin this to you, Johnny. Yeah. Okay. So we got to correlate this you. into a TikTok clip, maybe, or did I call it tip top? A TikTok clip. Easy mm-hmm. for for me to say. Or Twitter. So Pete Jensen, my co uh, rocked you big time in the YouTube special. Oh, yeah. Asking you if you, Kale McCarr, if you were Kale McCarr's water boy. So mm-hmm. I want to put a <laughs> clip together, and I want to know the true story. Like, if, if you and I walked in in a room, into a room right now, a ball arena, Kale McCarr's there, would he know who the fuck you were? Dude, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did All right, before, see-
0: before, before Johnny says anything here, I'll say it, because I know what he wants to say. At what? the end of the Stanley Cup Final, Julie Stewart
1: thinks oh, yeah, yeah.
0: okay. went up to Kale McCarr. Well, and people said, thought
1: that I asked her to do that, which I didn't. No, uh,
0: yeah, I know you told me that after. Yeah. You, oh, you no, told K- me Kale, it.
1: Kale and I played together for one semester. It's not like we were like it's not like we were crazy best friends, okay. but like he lived across the hall from me. We hung out like most nights. Like he'd come over. Like we played shell, you know, in in, my, in our sticks. apartment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, he like but like I like I never said I was best friends with him, you know. Yeah, People, you're forgetting everyone, about
0: the best story though. That Vetrano, that Frank Vetrano gave you your first beer ever.
1: That that is true. I actually uh that's Frank's a, Frank's a UMass guy. So we had a UMass tailgate. Frank always came back like before the season started to kind of hang out with the guys, my yeah. freshman year, because he was friends with that senior class. Yeah. And he just like handed me a beer at, at a tailgate and was like, Want a shotgun freshman i was like fuck yeah and i texted my dad after i was like frank patrano just handed me a beer my dad that's goes so who sick. the fuck is frank <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: johnny was sober till college so that's why yeah, no, it's good. so
2: it's so funny you say that because even growing up like i don't know about you guys and it sounds like the same like i grew up around a lot of hockey players like mm-hmm. one of my good buddies growing up was drafted by the avalanche second round uh he who? was a goalie trevor ken He's way back when, 89 born, so you wouldn't mm-hmm. even remember. But anyways, he blew out his hip, had to have surgery, never was the same again. But he used to play for the London Knights, who, as you guys would even know, being Americans, that's yeah. the team to play for in the OHL, maybe even in all of all of Canada in terms of uh, the CHL. 10,000 people a game at their barn, dude. It, it, it's it's epic. So mm-hmm. you see these guys around town, and Canner lived. He got traded from Peterborough to London. And he used to come by our house all the time, play vids, have a couple pops with us. Like, it was just so funny to get that perspective. And so naturally, when you start covering the NHL, like you bump into guys, you know, like even Del Zotto used to play there. I used to see mm. him like, and then like a couple years later, I'm like, this guy's in the fucking New York Rangers. And I would see him out like randomly in London because it's a smaller type city. So yeah, I think ultimately, when you start working in the industry, you start like bumping into players more and more and and that's exactly like how i met like ben harper last summer i met him at dave Penyota's golf tournament the guy's a beauty like he was in the yeah. limo with this party bus that we put together that i was in charge of i was like hey nice to meet you i'm nick he's like hey i'm ben i'm like and then i found out like moments after i'm like sure that's ben harper he used to be on the leafs because he's like mm-hmm. a, a hulking guy but like he's really- tall as shit yeah they're really really down to earth right and i yeah i think that's the perception you have as a kid it's like oh these guys are big and macho and they're like you know you think alex Kovalev like diva level uh but like a lot of these guys are really humble down to earth that, that's what i love they'll, they'll give you some things if you interview them properly yeah i mean i was scared i, I don't know about you cody i was scared as shit
1: to talk to sean avery last week and he was like <laughs> you know he's he, a dick he, he, yeah. no but he was super chill like you he's know good, I, yeah all these guys are too and and honestly like you know, I, I'm seeing it more now. This is like kind of like my first year, really, like being in the industry. Yeah. I, you know, I was kind of on the the outer works or whatever the fucking word is for it. Yeah. But, um, you know, they're also more than happy to talk about things that aren't hockey related. Like yeah. that's that's what's really cool too, because all the yeah. interviews they do, you know, everyone knocks on NHL players for answering questions the same way, but they're constantly asked the same fucking questions. So like, what yeah. do you yeah. expect them to really talk about? Yeah. So it it is nice to, you know, have that other perspective and like, you know, we're, we're all young guys. These are young kids. Like. They play fantasy football. They have friends. Like, you know, they're all the the same. Like, it's. Yeah, no.
0: Yeah, you're you're right. I mean, it's great to gain insight, like, on their, you know, perspective outside of hockey too, right? Like, personal stories
2: and stuff like that. So, it's always awesome. But.
1: Yeah. But, but yeah, I wanted to think of a hard hitter to wrap up with, but I, I I'm happy got... I
2: got some clarity in the Kale McCarr situation, man, because that was eating me away since I found out you even knew each other. I really want to know if Kale actually knew you, so I'm happy we uh solidified that. What do you think I would lie about that? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, all, I'm saying, all I'm saying
0: is, I did see a $100 Venmo request to Julie. That's all I'm saying, so <laughs> oh, right around the time wow. of the Stanley Cup, you know, wrapped up. So I, I'm just gonna leave that there. Um, I don't have any other questions, John. You good or what?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll just, I'll clarify one more thing. The water boy comment was because I think That's I good. told Pete, I only played like two games my sophomore year. Like I was a healthy scratch like every night. So I was like the mock PKer in practice. So I, like, I was just trying to block kill
2: shots. To get to the sick. Sick. I <laughs> yeah, would man. still take that any day. Like my one aspiration in life was to play D one baseball. I never got to that level, man. I would Same. just like to ride Same. around pack, choose left and right. And just have a time, but never got not to as that glamorous
1: level. as you'd think. I, mean, I, didn't <laughs> play I didn't play baseball, but like, you know,
2: um, yeah,
1: but true. Nick, thank you so much. I guess, uh, last question. Rangers oh, leaves Wednesday oh. night. Give us a prediction. Who
2: Wednesday night, the Rangers always play Toronto tough. I think yeah. it's going to be a, a, a low scoring game. Ilya Samsonov is really locked in right now and just and So I'll say a three, two victory for Toronto just because, and okay. don't we have to figure out too. We gotta so. We have this bet. Johnny likes to troll me oh, on yeah. Twitter. He thinks Buffalo's gonna make the fucking playoffs. I don't know dude, what you're smoking, dude. The you
0: know, Johnny's like the one thing Johnny's ever been right with was that the Devils are like actually pretty good this year. Yeah. Any other prediction when it comes to a team, he's just like dead
2: wrong. I've got to get a better record. I'm like 89, 69. No, two. he's killing it. I, I'm yeah. tracking your shit this year. You're killing it. But I the question ultimately came down to the rap. Is okay. I can get behind Buffalo. Wrap it up like five times. Yeah, whatever. It's life. You start talking verbal diarrhea. It happens. Trust me. Um, The the question ultimately for me is like, so I can get behind Buffalo making the playoffs. Who are they taking out? Like, are they taking out the Islanders? Are they taking out the Pittsburgh Penguins? Like, do you have more faith in them over those teams? Because I certainly don't. You look at the track record. When's the last time the Buffalo Sabers were in the playoffs? Like, we're thinking like Derek Roy era. No, I, th- I think it, they, they made the second round. I'm pretty sure
1: in like 2012, like when, because I remember did. that. Dude, you were like did. six like, years old then. No, Here's I am saying. Johnny's I remember that, saying, uh, that significant. I think, I, I don't know if it was overtime, but Miro Chetan had like a filthy backhand over the Bruins on Ryan Miller. Dude, in, guy's like, a He's a GM now. He's been <laughs>
2: gone for years, dude. no, but I think, <laughs> The only reason Johnny
0: hops ago. on Buffalo is because we love Tage Thompson. That's the, that's the one and only reason I kid you not. Like, we are, you know, we would, yeah. we will welcome him with open arms eventually to be a blue shirt. But, um, another guy, another guy I'm friends with actually. He was going
1: oh, to come on our show this he, summer. He was, he was going to come on our it. show.
0: And then I, I texted Johnny like after he started tearing it up. I'm like, yo, there's, um, there's, there's no like way. no chance is <laughs> yeah. coming on our show now. Right. And he's like, not a fucking chance. Yeah, <laughs>
1: right. uh, All right, but back to your, back to your question, Nick Buffalo's four points out right now. The Chicago. Islanders aren't even in a playoff spot. Okay. I think, I think if any team is going to drop off and this is like, you know, Cody's going to shit on me now. Cause I said Pittsburgh was going to go to the fucking, like a final and win the Metro. Cody, you
0: said they were <laughs> going to come in first in the Metro. Team. I, I just said that. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He did, he did.
1: But, um, I, I mean with Jari out for a while, like the Smith's a capable he's back, backup, no. but he's not back oh, he's today. is he back? Yeah, I think so. Oh, um, I saw today he was still out, but well, you're probably right. I, I mean, listen, I think Buffalo just they've been consistently like the second best or, or best offensive team in the league. Like they're you know, they're outscoring everyone. I think at some point, you know, however Uko Pekanin, however you say that name,
2: Uka, Uko yeah. Pekka yeah. It's like it's the biggest mouthful ever. Dude. Come yeah, on, he's like bro. five names. But I,
1: I think <laughs> he's playing well enough to help them win games. Like, you know what
2: my theory is? Is that Johnny's got a, a, a futures, a heart trophy on Tate Thompson. Something That's something my like theory. that.
0: Because I personally am, like, way more inclined to think Detroit, if any team is, like, going to come and sneak up, it would be Detroit mm-hmm. or They're also Buffalo. shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exa- yeah mm-hmm. no, no kidding. But, I mean, they're also only, like, I think they're only, like, I don't know, four points out or something. Like, no, I mean, they're the one point they're one oh, point yeah, they're,
1: workflow, dude. Yeah, they're they're five points back. Yeah. So
0: back. I mean, you know, I guess we'll see. But
1: I only have two futures bets. I had Panarin into an MVP and I have Ottinger to win the Besna. No, that's my only two. Your Ottinger
2: call was bang on. Let me yeah. just say that. Yeah.
1: Fuck you, Cody. My food um, is here. <laughs> huh?
0: My food is here. Okay.
1: Uh Nick, <laughs> thank you, th- thank you so much. That's we'll uh that. you know, we'll have you back on. Come along this or you know, as we go on in the season. But um yeah, yeah. you're the Appreciate best and, you. and thank you so much.
2: Thanks so much for having me. I just will say, in uh, wrapping up for the 18th time, that I would love to (laughs) go to a game at Madison Square Garden. I've yet to go to a hockey game there. I want to.
1: Come whenever, literally whenever. Like I'm more than happy to go with you.
2: Sounds good, guys. Thank you. Thanks.
1: Later. We really want to thank our friend Nick Alberga for hopping on. Such a fun conversation. I'm sure we'll get him back on as the year goes, but. This week, I don't think we want to, you know, do too much more talking. I think we want to go right into the draft to celebrate Cody's 30th birthday. So I think we decided that we're going to do the best birthday ages or best ages to turn.
0: I guess. Yeah, let's go with it. But wait, actually, first we have breaking news. Bruce Boudreaux just got fired and Rick Rick Tocket is replacing him. Tuckett, the rocket is back, baby. No
1: shit. And that means Yandel's is probably going to replace Tuckett on the TNT panel.
0: Yes, sir. Wow.
1: Wow, or Poor Bruce Boudreau, dude. He's so cute. I love him.
0: I know. Yeah, he is he is a cute looking dude. Um, he, he just you just want to like hug him.
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel so bad. He's been handling the situation so well. Unreal.
0: Like, unreal. And and honestly, huge shame on, on the Canucks management for, yeah. for keeping around. Like like literally terrible.
1: terrible. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna blow their whole franchise up come deadline yeah. time. Yeah, give us but Minko? Let's go into um, the draft. You go first. Right.
0: Best birthday ages like wouldn't you rather just do like all right sure all um, right, what, what,
1: are you, what do you want to do
0: i don't know um i was gonna say like best like best birthday gifts like what would you want for your birthday
1: i mean I, that's such a all
0: right, okay okay all right whatever um how about just like best things revolving around okay all right fine Yeah, no, I, that, that works too ages. all right best things revolving around your birthday i guess i'm gonna first go with being 21 so you can like legally drink i guess yeah and not, am, and not getting carded everywhere you go. well I, you still get carded but
1: my 21st birthday sucked i was thinking more of like the best ages to turn like i, I mean I, I guess to that point 21 is i mean what does that
0: even yeah. mean what are you going to say five when you're when i don't you're know like my favorite age, like, shoulders? i'm trying to think of
1: like my favorite years like i thought like 19 was a great year because like you're not in high school and like you're kind of 18 was a
0: great year dude you could drive you could go yeah. to a hookah bar
1: No responsibilities college, you know? Yeah. Like I think these are, you know what I'm getting at now? Like, like fun, like, like I, I guess you said 21. So that's, that's off the board. I would say like 13, like I think 13 is a really fun year. Like, you know, you're in middle school, you kind of feel like you're a person and you're the shit, but like, really you're not, um, you had your bar
0: mitzvah. You would like walk around on the dance floor. Like you partying every weekend. Like it's a great age to be. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going with 18 because you get your Uh driver's license. You're hitting all those parties. Um, you're going to college or you're in college and, you know, just living your best life. I feel like at 18,
1: I'm going to go that's, that's a good one. You get what I'm saying now. Okay. Um, I'm going to go 23 because, uh, well, I mean, I'll go for most people, not for me personally, cause I was still in college, but 23, I feel like for most people is like, you know, you're a year out of college. You, you know, have somewhat of, I guess your own money at that point, right? Like you're making money, you have a job, you feel like you're an adult mm. and, dude, like that first year, like just, uh, you know, being in the city, like kind of feeling like you can make your own choices, you know, that, that is such an awesome feeling. Um, okay. So All I right. like that. it's cool.
0: a good one. I'm going to go with 28. Okay. I've, I haven't,
1: I have hit that yet, but tell me why.
0: Yeah. Well, I got married at 28. I, uh, you know,
1: that was a nice little kiss picture Jackie put up of you guys today. You,
0: you like that? Yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, 28 was twenty eight was a good year. And you know what? 30 is a good year too. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. What's your last one?
1: When Alice is hard, I feel like a lot of the good ones are off the board. Because I feel like after like after 25, it's kind of like, fuck.
0: <laughs> I feel like you should go with 11, honestly.
1: I was thinking 11. That's funny that you yeah, say that. Why,
0: though? Because yeah. you still act like you're 11. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. I feel like is a good one too, like double digits, you know. Okay. That was like how a how about what,
0: what's the age you first started playing through on skates?
1: Uh, I started playing and ice hockey kindergarten, in kindergarten, but then I quit, and I played a roller to like ten, and mm-hmm. then I went back to ice. Okay, so 10, ten
0: sounds like good. Ten sounds like good. Um. Well, I All guess right. I want
1: to ask. I want to ask you this one too. What's the okay. next birthday you're looking forward to most?
0: Um. Oh fuck! Uh,
1: <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> it's, a deep, it's a deep one.
0: Yeah, that's that's tough. Um, Maybe like, can I not say my so not my birthday, maybe like uh, my future, my future kids first birthday. OK, yeah, that's whenever, whenever that is.
1: That's a good twist. Yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. So that's it for the draft. And then mm-hmm. uh, last thing, like interesting a,
1: draft, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We got a uh, big slate of games up this week. We you know, at the, we have the Panthers tonight. And then we got uh, the Leafs on Thursday, and I think we have the Knights on Friday. You said so. It's being- Wednesday, Knights Friday. What did you say?
1: In Toronto, Wednesday, and home versus Vegas. Friday. Oh,
0: Toronto's Wednesday. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. All right. Yeah. So that being said, like I'm just fucking with you. Don't worry. But no, you caught yourself there. <laughs> what? Uh, what's your predictions
1: for the Panthers? I think they're fucking ass. To be honest, like this this team does Damn. not impress me at all. Statement. Um, I I think. I mean, it's Can so they hard. to blow though, it up? The Rangers are... Us? What's up?
0: Could they send us Matthew Chuchok, you think? You no, think?
1: Def- definitely not. But damn, damn. I think the Rangers win this game. Um, I'm going. I'm going, by the way. You are gone? Yeah. I'm going to say 4-2 Rangers. 4-2 Rangers. Yeah. Uh, I
0: love that score, and I'm going to copy it word for word because I think that's going to be the final score. Um, Leafs, we play them well, always. Uh, is this game in Toronto? Yeah, this game's yeah. in Toronto, right? So. Yeah. That's gonna be a little tougher. Um,
1: I'm going three-one Leafs for that one.
0: Yeah, that's a tough one. I'm going three-two Rangers. I'm going three-two Rangers. And, and then, then
2: home against Vegas
0: Friday. Vegas, we smoked them last time we played them. Um, I know they were injury riddled, mm-hmm. but I think this is gonna be close. I think I think this is gonna be a good week for the Rangers. Finally, um, you know they've been a little cons- inconsistent as of late, but. I, I want to say they're going to come out hot against Vegas, four to three Rangers, OT win, OT win. I like win that, against Vegas.
1: I like that. Also, I should mention that I think Halak's playing versus the Panthers tomorrow. Just a heads up. Can't fucking wait. Love that guy. Um, but as far as the Vegas game goes, yeah, OT sounds about right too. I, I I could take an OT game. Who scores the game winner? Predict it. Four three though. I don't know if I like four to
0: three. You like five four? I know you.
1: No, no, no. I like lo- like lower scoring, like two to one. Ooh, okay, okay. two to one and. I'll go Mika. Give Mika an OT winner. He's due for Mika, one. Mika? Yeah.
0: I'm going Capo Caco.
1: I mean, yeah, it's that's uh, all hypothetical. Probably wouldn't go to OT. Um, Kako sure. hasn't scored an overtime goal in his career yet, right? Which is why yeah, it started, he's due. It starts now.
0: Um, um, yeah, that that that's it, right? Like, yeah, that's all we yet.
1: got for today. We have an unbelievable episode coming next week we hope the next few we've, weeks we've, we we've locked in a we've awesome. locked in a really good guest for for next week so we're hyped we haven't recorded the interview yet but it should be an awesome one so stay tuned as always we love you guys and Cody send it off lfgr baby